Welcome to Reconciling Grace, a program where church leaders discuss various topics from the Bible. During the discussions, there may or may not always be agreement from every panel member on every point, but there is full agreement on the fact that the way to God the Father is through the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ. This is Pete Vecchi, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Reconciling Grace. I'm one of the associate pastors from West Carrollton Church of the Nazarene, and our panel today consists of Mick Wells. Mick is a co-host for Cross Connection Radio and has been part of Wells of Salvation Ministries since 1980. Steve Wilson is a graduate of United Theological Seminary in Dayton. He is a computer programmer and an author. And also with us today is Vicki Cundiff, who is an associate pastor for Countryside Church of the Nazarene in Lebanon, Ohio. And what we've been doing in the last several episodes has been giving our own personal testimonies, because the four of us who are on the panel today have pretty much been the regular panelists for most of the Reconciling Grace programs that we've done. We started out by hearing from me, then we heard from Mick, and then we heard from Steve. And so, Vicki, it is going to be your turn today. So you're no longer a guinea pig. You're kind of like <laughs> the person who has heard what everybody else has done. And I'm really looking forward to hearing from your testimony. But before we do that, I'd like to um, have, <clears throat> excuse me, have Steve read from 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, because this is the reason why we're doing our testimonies, because of what this says. So Steve, would you read that please? It says, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. To give the reason for the hope that you have. And that's really kind of what a testimony is about. So with that, Vicki, I think I'm just gonna throw it over to you here and let you start telling us a little bit about what has brought Vicki Cundiff from the youngest days of her life to today. All right been all because of Jesus, that's for sure. Amen. <laughs> well, I um, grew up on a farm um, back in southeastern Ohio. If you look at the state of Ohio and you go down in the right uh, corner, it borders the Ohio River and it looks like a boot. And so I lived in that boot somewhere. Uh, that wasn't rural, the old lady was who in the lived country. in the shoe, right? No, it wasn't <laughs> okay, that. Okay. And uh, it was definitely in the country. Uh, it's a little place called Leet Tart Falls. And uh, our baloney was called Leet Tart Ham. <laughs> and so uh, I grew up there with my parents and seven brothers and sisters. And I had four sisters and then a brother. And then so I was number six and then uh, two younger brothers. And so we had a really good life there, um, well provided for. And uh, my parents, surely, you work on the farm, you learn hard work <laughs> and to be responsible. And we're all pretty good workers. Um, I love my family, still stay in contact with them. My extended family try to get back there as much as possible and uh, just was back there recently. Um, but we grew up, and you know, speaking of me personally, um, we believed in God, but we had no idea. We didn't know this at the time, but we had no idea that we weren't ready for heaven because we didn't know about salvation through, through Jesus Christ. And so I went to church um, through my young years and through grade school until we moved out to, my, my dad bought his own farm uh, when I was 12 years old. And so my dad would take me, you know, he's always faithful to take me, but he never, you know, came in, but I don't know why. Um, but there was a, an experience that I had there, and I'm, I'm guessing I was maybe nine or 10 years old. I can still picture it. Um, I'm sitting there probably about four pews back, and I was sitting by myself, 
and uh, the preacher was uh, Reverend Charles Norse, and he's already dead and gone now, but he's a powerful preacher. And he was preaching, evidently evangelistically, and you know, preaching about salvation. And I'm sitting there not knowing what to do with it. But I remember distinctly feeling something, and you know, it's hard to really explain. And so it was many years later, uh, at some point, maybe a year or so after I, I was saved, that God reminded me of that day. And he said to me, I set you apart that day. He knew, I mean, I really believe that if, if someone would have told me about salvation, I could understand it, that I would have accepted Christ that day. And so growing up, I remember having this really strong conscience to do what was right. Doesn't mean I always did what was right. You do, you mind, yeah, do you mind if I ask a question about yeah. this? This is really interesting. The fact that you're saying your family went to church regularly, and here you were, you're saying about... No, uh, they didn't. They didn't. Oh, I thought some you said of, they did Some didn't. of us as kids went. Oh, okay. I thought you, you know. meant your family went no. as well, because I couldn't understand how, for going for all these years, that they didn't understand the idea of salvation. Yeah. No, it was just some of us kids would go. And, you know, I've got older sisters that they said they used to go, and then we would drop off. And, you know, when we moved, I was I was so bashful, I didn't want to go to a new church. My dad said, I'm not driving you back in there. <laughs> you know, we'll take you over there. But that's why I didn't go back well, that uh, makes again sense. after yeah, that. That makes sense. So, Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it does give me a heart for people that are unsaved. You know, I understand that aspect, mm-hmm. you know, that you might know about God, and you might think you're, you know, ready for heaven, but you really don't understand salvation. So uh, it's up to us to let them know, right? That's right. But God will lead you to that. Um, but anyway, um, I got married when I was uh, 19 years old. I was about 16 months after graduation, so I was young at 19 uh, when I got married. But this was the connection that I had to the Nazarene Church. Um, my husband's parents didn't go, uh, but his grandmother, we called her Granny, uh, powerful Christian, powerful prayer warrior. Um, aunts and uncles that went, and naturally she would invite us uh, to go, and we would go, you know, sometimes. But again, you know, I'm not understanding this need, you know, to really go uh, a lot. And sometimes um, uh, my daughter, my son was still kind of young, but she would go to to Bible school there or whatever. But I began learning about God, and you know, began learning about Jesus. And at some point, I started understanding, you know, a lot more. But I still remember and this is kind of funny when I look back at it. Um, we first started going and. Uh, uh, my husband and I we were talking about church or whatever, and I remember getting upset with him. He's trying to gently tell me that I wasn't ready for heaven because <laughs> I had no idea, and so you know that I needed to be saved, and I really didn't know what that was at the time. Um, but you know, so I was kind of outraged at it because I thought I, I believe in God, you know, and and you you feel that way when you think that you're ready. It's like a shock to you. Um, but anyway, it's kind of funny now to look back on it. But eventually, I did come to realize the truth. Well, then I shied away from it because I was so shy um, to go to an altar uh, to be saved. Um, And so the fear of that, the fear of not doing it right, you know, not knowing what to do, not knowing how to pray, it just kind of kept me, you know, Satan likes to lie to you. Mm -hmm. And it kind of kept me from salvation um, maybe for a couple more years. Well, then um, we had bought a farm and we built a new house. And I remember, you know, I'm still in the thralls of having this new home and, you know, where you try to clean it all the time and make it look really good. Uh, that wears off after a while. But anyway, Usually after children, right? Yeah. We well, already had the children. Okay. <laughs> Two children at this point, a girl and a boy. Uh, but anyway, I remember one day thinking and really kind of thinking to myself, I have it all. You know, I have my husband and my two children and uh, my daughter and my son. Uh, we're healthy. We're happy. 
Uh, we've never really had any tragedies in our family or anything, you know, because I have a really big family, as I, I just said, and we all have kids, and we was always getting together. And so we had a good life. We weren't rich by, by any means, um, but we had money to live on. So life was good as far as how I saw life, mm-hmm. you know, at that time. Uh, but tragically, four months later, that world came crashing down when my dad suddenly died of a massive heart attack. And so I realized from that experience how quickly you can lose what you think you have on this mm. earth. And so the next morning, I um, had gotten up. I, I slept about four hours. I got up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I went out into the living room, and I sat there on the register vent because it's New Year's Eve, December 31st, uh, 1987. And so um, I'm sitting there, and naturally I'm grieving. You know, I was just heartbroken over the whole thing. And uh, by 5 o'clock, <laughs> I remember distinctly it was 5 o'clock in the morning, I could not take it anymore, and I was so afraid of hell, you know, because my dad was only 66, and he just suddenly died, and I had enough sense about me by this time to know that if I died, I was going to go to hell. And so just 11 words that I prayed and asking God to forgive me of my sins and just to come and help me, you know, at that time, I really didn't know what to, to pray. And so if you can imagine this peace that just was started flooding through me at a time when I was so devastated that peace wouldn't make any sense. You know, but peace just flooded me, and I knew that God had saved me, you know, at that moment. Vicki, did your either or both your mother and father come to know the Lord at some point? They did, and I had the privilege years later to bring my mom uh, to the Lord. The Lord said, take her on vacation with you because I'm going to save her, (laughs) you know, and, and he did there, you know, on vacation, so... And my dad, I found out years later, because actually it scared me, and I was part of my grief was I didn't know if he made it to heaven, and um, and that was part of my fear. But years later, through conversation with people, I realized that he had likely become a believer because of something somebody had said. Wonderful. So, uh, and many people in my family have come to know the Lord, a, a sister before I did, and you know how God has just has shown us the truth um, of the scriptures, and so. Um, I'm just so thankful for that, um, that morning. As I was uh, sitting there, and I was in peace, and it's still dark outside, the light was on, and, and this is the providence of God that the, my husband's Bible from graduation was always sitting on the table. And so I thought, well, I'll read that. I have no idea where to read. And again, God planned this long before. Granny had given us this flyer. When I opened up the Bible, this flyer was there, and it talked about reading from the book of John because you're going through a time of grief and mourning. It was perfect for me, mm. and it showed me the scriptures that I needed to read at that moment. Um, so the following uh, Sunday after his burial, then I went to church. Um, he was at work, my husband, but um, children and I, we sat on the back seat. And this was another great experience in itself. Uh, Granny sat back there with us. There was an altar call. Now, I was already saved. But the Lord was urging me because he knew as shy as I was that I wasn't going to tell anybody uh, that I'd gotten saved. And I'm telling you guys, it was just like he took my hand and got me up and led me down to that aisle. And people thought I got saved that day, but it was just confirmation uh, of what God had done in my life. And so um, I'm just so grateful. Um, So I started attending church, and and my husband was saved just days after that. And uh, so we started attending church. And. Um, Lord spoke to me about leading my children to Him, and and so they had gotten saved uh, in their young years by their own choice. And so um, we became active in the church. Life was good. 
we were happy. We were active, active as a family. Um, at some point, my husband uh, was called to preach, and so and that was a shock to him. You know, he mm-hmm. kind of fought that for a year. Uh, but then I knew in my heart, I, I was like, oh, I can't be the wife of a pastor. You know, I was I was still really shy at this point. But it, it amazes me how God just you know kept me moving along in giving me leadership positions, you know, mm-hmm. uh, within the church. But like, anyway. What types of leadership in, positions, maybe? Um, well, first I was helper and stuff, and then next thing you know, I was substitute teaching, and then I was teaching a class by myself, and then I was directing Bible school and on the church board, and it was just kind of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. He was really stretching me, because one day he was going to call me to preach, and he was trying to get me out of my backwardness, <laughs> I guess you could say. Um, but anyway, he got his first church early on, uh, and he was at Middleport, Ohio, Church of the Nazarene. And then it was there two years later that I accepted the call to preach myself, got my district license, and um, became an associate pastor there. Had you been running from the call, or had you not actually heard it yet? No, I hadn't heard it yet in all that time. And God was building me up to it, I think. Okay, that's what I thought Years you were later, saying, he yeah. just told me, I, I'll let you get your kids grounded first. You know, he just kind of told me that as mm-hmm. far as raising them and— so. That's great. Well, I tell you what, we need to take a quick break here for our commercial, and we're going to come back because I'm looking forward to hearing, as Paul Harvey may have said, the rest of the story. We're back with Reconciling Grace, and we have been listening to the testimony of Vicki Cundiff. And I hated to take a break where we did, but uh, we had to for our commercial. So, Vicki, why don't you just go ahead and pick right up where you left off? Okay, I will. And so we were at uh, Middleport Church of the Nazarene. Um, like I said, he was a senior pastor and I was an associate. And we were there for six years, and then God led us to Franklin, Ohio, and uh, clear across the state. Now we're in southwest Ohio. And... Um, I was an associate there, but um, it's interesting how God just kept moving me along because by the end of that, we moved there in April of 99, and by November, God started dealing with me about being an evangelist. And so that really blew me away. I thought, I'm just getting comfortable with all of this, <laughs> and you wanted to send me out. And I remember thinking to myself, these people think that you know everything, <laughs> you know, to go out and be an evangelist and praying with people, you know, and, and I felt so intimidated. But I only fought that for about three weeks, and I, I knew for sure and, uh, and I accepted uh, that call. And um, I started off, uh, I got my registered license. You know, you've been an evangelist, Pete. Right. You know that we have to go through this process through the District right. Church of Nazarene. And, uh, and so I got that um, the following um, July and uh, immediately got an opportunity to be an interim pastor uh, at Eaton Church of the Nazarene. And I was there for eight months. And then I started uh, preaching revivals. And I got to tell you, I loved it. For someone that was so afraid to go out and do that, and it was just, I mean, I don't know how you felt about it, Pete, when you was oh, yeah. out, but you just get to be with people and watch God move in, in these miraculous ways, seeing new people and traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really did enjoy that. Yeah, um, I, I, I always liked evangelizing because um, you could preach. You know, there's an old joke that said all an evangelist needs is uh, six sermons and a fast car. But uh, <laughs> it's a little bit more than that, really. Yeah, um, I think we had yeah. some more sermons than that, didn't we? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was always writing new sermons, and, and I'm sure you were as well. But this yeah. is about you. I don't want to get under me here. <laughs> but anyway, I really did uh, enjoy that. And... Uh, Life started taking a, a different turn for me, you know. Um, I had a good marriage for a lot of years, and uh, but slowly it began crumbling. And this was really 
hard for anybody to go through. I know there's a lot of people out there that have gone through this. And um, my husband, you know, he's a good man for a lot of years, but he just had a bent toward anger of this kind of explosiveness that would just anger come out and then, you know, kind of be done with it. Um, but eventually that turned into verbal and emotional abuse. And it started off ever so slowly. Um, and then it just kept building, you know, until it just became something um, really awful. And um, I remember one day in particular, it had been going on for some years, and um, I um, went to the Lord one morning and said, I, I don't know if I can, how I can still stay in this situation. And I feel for women that are in this kind of situation. And what I'm about to say is no, um, of how God led me, is no reflection of someone else's decision that they should make. Um, I, I went to the Lord with this because I let him choose for me, uh, give me direction for my life. And so I went to him with it of whether or not I was supposed to continue uh, to live in that situation or separate. I wasn't going to go out and get a divorce, but I just didn't know if I needed some space for a while or see what we could work out or, or whatever. And so I just want to say to any male or female out there in this situation that you have to just go to God and let him lead you on, on what you should do. There's Everybody's got their own situation, even though some things may seem the same. Um, we're all individuals. Um, but anyway, I, I remember praying that morning and asking the Lord, and he made it clear to me through Scripture. And he led me not to bring that Scripture up. You know, we don't have a whole lot of time. But he led me through Scripture that was beyond a shadow of a doubt that I was supposed to remain. And so, you know, I was okay with that. Um, I didn't know how bad it was going to get, you know, up until that point, uh, those last couple years that, you know, it got kind of really bad. Um, but one thing I discovered during that time was, you know, being being a pastor, I didn't preach every week, but um, I was still an evangelist for a while during that time. Um, but preaching, I was teaching twice a week on Sundays and Wednesdays, going out and visiting people, ministering. You know, that does something for us when we go out. And it gave me strength and, and peace, you know, to to continue to minister other other people because I would do that and they would minister to me. Uh, so and even though it was a very difficult time, you know, I was trusting the Lord um, with my life and, and with my situation and, and with my family. Um, so I did stay and eventually it just got really bad and to the point of pretty much daily. Um, and naturally that affected me emotionally. Um, greatly, I would say, and by the by the end of it, <laughs> I was pretty broken, if to tell you the truth. Uh, you know, I admit that. Um, but one day, um, he hurt me physically, and so we separated. And the short story of that is, uh, we ended up divorced. He chose divorce rather than repentance. I was willing to reconcile, willing to work on it. I didn't, you know, choose that for myself. But you know, um, that's what he chose, and so. Um, it was devastating, you know, to go through that. And, you know, I, I kept thinking that, well, you know, was I staying in this relationship for this long because it was going to mend and get better? And so it, it still was a shock to me mm -hmm. um, that it didn't. It's not that I wanted to continue in that situation, but I was just, you know, obeying Christ um, in that situation. But I learned a lot, you know, through that. Um, so it was very devastating, but you know, when you go through stuff, God is your strength, you know, and you don't, you know that more and more when you're going through things. And we've all had our own things in our life uh, that when we feel weak, um, that he is our strength. And it made me think of the scripture from 2 Corinthians 12, 9 that says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And he's just proven that true to me um, over and over again. 
And so, you know, no matter what we go through in this life, and everybody's got their own stuff, you know, you can't live in this life without uh, things happening to you, um, tragedies, you know, happening to us. Um, but God is always there for us. And uh, there was a scripture that he gave me. It was right before my divorce was final. Um, and God was showing me that, you know, it's, this had taken a year. And so God was showing me, you know, this is your new verse that you're going to have. And it's from Deuteronomy 6.31. And it said, be strong, take courage, don't be intimidated, don't give them a second thought, because God, your God, is striding ahead of you. He's right there with you, and he won't let you down. He won't leave you or leave you. You know, I've always had this picture of God, especially from the Scripture, that he's striding ahead of us, you know, but he's also our rear God, and he's got us flanked on both sides. And, you know, truly for every believer, God's presence just got us surrounded. And that's mm -hmm. comforting, isn't it, yep. uh, to know that. Um, and so then that began my journey toward healing. Um, I went to counseling for a while, and uh, I recommend that, you know, for anybody. Like I said, everybody's got stuff, you know, and, and we need not fear that. Um, but after a while, I knew it was time to just continue the healing on my own. And so um, one of the greatest things that happened to me was not just from that situation, but just life, you know, from the time you're young or just whatever stuff. Sometimes we just bury our stuff, our emotions and our feelings, and we bury them. And if we want to be truly healed, we got to let God dig them out, you know. And so I was determined that I was going to get well. I was not going to stay in the broken state that I was in because I know my God is powerful. And he, he wanted to heal me, and I knew that. And I knew I needed that kind of emotional healing. And so I would go to him in prayer. And this was a process like over several years, especially that first year, but, you know, even more than that. And so, you know, I'd go to him with something, and God would put his finger on something and say what this was. And there was one particular thing that was really buried down deep inside of me. And it wasn't just because of that situation, but um, and, and I don't feel led to say what it was. But, you know, I, when God brought it to my heart one day, I literally ran from it. It was so buried so deep and hurt me so badly, probably more than anything else. And so it was something that I told God, I said, I, I need to get to the place where you can heal me of this, but I can't pray through on it today. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, if some weeks went by, and I went to God with it. And it's gut-wrenching when you have to face that certain emotion, and you know you, you just grieve it and cry it out, and then you give it to God, and folks, you're set free from it. Mm -hmm. you know? And that's how you get rid of your stuff. You know? um, and so uh, God has just brought such tremendous healing to my life, and I'm just so grateful. Because you know, Jesus said to come to Him with our burdens, and He'll give us rest. And you know, He was talking there spiritually, but there's also the burdens that we carry just from life. And so um, that's for believers as well. And he can set us free uh, and give us, you know, we, and I just want to say this. When you empty something out, whether it's anger or unforgiveness or betrayal or just whatever anybody is feeling, you replace it with peace and joy. You know, it's God mm -hmm. will replace it. Uh, with something else. Isn't that and biblical? So it is. I mean, isn't it when Jesus talked about uh, the spirit, the unclean spirit who leaves a person mm -hmm. and goes out and uh, comes back and finds the place swept clean? I've always seen that as a spiritual application because a person can get rid of something that is bad, but if you don't replace it with the Holy Spirit, right. that, uh, that says that unclean spirit is going to go back and find seven others like it and that's the condition right. is worse and so that's why it's always it, it been a very important thing to me to make sure that when somebody lets go of something they know they need to ask god to replace it with his holy spirit yeah you have to and he will mm -hmm. he will and give you that peace that you long for 
Uh, and so, you know, there's a lot to this. It was a, it was a big process for me. Um, but I just thank God for what he's done in my life. And so presently, I'm uh, serving as a uh, pastoral counselor. Counselor, I'm not officially <laughs> licensed or anything. Um, but the things that I've gone through in life, all the, the joys and all the sorrows, all the, the happiness and, and you know, the, the problems of life, um, it's helped me to understand people and understand circumstances and life. And, and in fact, I can remember years ago when we first moved to Franklin, and, and you know they were such wonderful people, but I didn't know them. And so I found myself praying, God, help me love you deeper every day and help me love these people, help me love people. And it started changing me. And I would pray, God, teach me about people. You know? And so I'm no expert you know, by far, but I do understand uh, the difficulties of life and how it makes you know, people feel. And I, I feel that um, God is, using that uh, to continue to help me but you know if I can help people through Christ in any way then you know uh, I want to do that I know years ago I asked God what my purpose was and he said you know your purpose is to minister to people you know and you do that in many ways through pastoring and and teaching and counseling and all these different things uh, that you do so I'm grateful for that well does anybody have any other questions they want to ask Vicki or Uh, so I'm wondering you were associate pastor, you were an evangelist, and then you went through this divorce. Um, did that present any problems to you in your ministry? Well, we had to sit out for a year um, because that's just the way that it is. You should you know, sit out for a year and then be reinstated. Um, but yeah, it has. A, for, for years, I wasn't really doing anything in ministry as far as being assigned, um, and it did make it difficult i think it would for anybody but god showed me that that was his will for me you know at that time because i wasn't idle i thought i was idle but he said you're not idle you're ministering to your family you know my immediate and my extended family uh, at the workplace and basically he said you're ministering to the unchurched you're you're the pastor uh, to the unchurched but he was also doing a work in me and so i would teach um i he directed me to teach just straight from books of the bible and create my own lessons uh, and I think we went through 13 of them out to the countryside in a class that I taught. And I realized, you know, God is keeping me fresh, keeping me digging and studying. So um, it was quite a while. It was uh, 2015. Then I went to be an interim pastor again for a year and a half. Um, and so, yeah, it, it did create a problem. Vicki, I was interested, too, uh, something you said early on in your testimony, how— um, God impressed upon you that uh, at age nine or ten you were set apart, mm-hmm. and uh, I've often had to confess that I flunked discernment one hundred and one myself. <laughs> how how did you receive that message from the Lord, or sense that that was uh, what He was telling you? You know, I've had someone else, a couple people actually ask me that over the years, and um, I, I it's hard for me to explain. Um, I just Jesus said, my sheep recognize my voice. I just kind of learned to recognize. It's kind of like, um, it just sounds something different. It's just something, an impression that comes upon you, and you just know it's the Lord, and maybe he speaks to you in different a different way. Um, it's really hard to explain, um, but it's one of those things where you just kind of know. Um, but I'm also a believer that find out Scripture or whatever to make sure <laughs> in what God is telling you sure. about things, if he's telling you to go do something or um, but yeah, it's, it's really hard to put into words, but it's just kind of like a knowing. Okay, thanks. 
Yeah, we got about one minute left. And um, was there anything else you wanted to share, Vicki? Or do you want me to kind of wrap things up? Well, um, I think that I do want to share that there's things that's going to happen to us in this life. And I just think that, you know, people let, let people know that God can make something new and wonderful out of your life again. That's make a, it brand new. Mm-hmm. That's an important thing to know. And I'm just amazed. Now, we've heard the testimonies of all four of us totally different from each other, weren't they? And at the same time, here we are all four together in the same ministry, working together. And I just love how God does that. Mm-hmm. So, well, Vicki, it's been great hearing from you. And so for um, Steve Wilson and Mick Wells and Vicki Cundiff, this is Pete Vecchi. The music's there. We need to sign off. God bless you. This has been Reconciling Grace. Join us again next time as our panel discusses biblical truths centered around the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ.